Hey, welcome back to the Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. Cody Owen in the studio today, and Robert is unfortunately not with us, but we are sitting down with a special guest, uh, Jeremiah Jennings from Growing Green Landscapes out of Birmingham, Alabama. We thought that it would be a good idea to get someone on here who had started a successful lawn care business to uh, kind of talk us through some of the nitty gritty how of uh, of starting a lawn care business. So Jeremiah, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely, man. I'm excited to be here. Uh, successful is relative, but you know we're we're grinding one day at a time. We're having a good time uh, putting a few bucks in the bank. Yeah, you uh, you beat out my uh, my eighth grade lawn care business that I saved up long enough to buy an iPod and then shut down. Hey man, that's what it's about. You just got to pay the bills. You got, I mean, at, at that point in life, it sounds like that was your bill is buying an iPad so or an iPod. And we, we got there. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. You hit your goals. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your business as we're going in here. How long have you been in business? Yeah, man. Uh, we are wrapping up year four, uh, heading into year five. So we started in the fall of 2018. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of crazy starting a longer business in the fall, but it's just the way the time fell. And so I actually worked in this business for three years in high school. And then I decided the guy that I was working for was just using it to pay his way through college. Uh, he was finishing up college and ready to get rid of it. So I purchased it off of him for a very, 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 very reasonable rate. Um, he he definitely, uh, I, I, got a, I got a heck of a deal out of it for sure. I bought it with about 20 something clients, I think somewhere in there, 25, maybe 30. Uh, and so we just took it and ran with it. Then, uh, it was, it was a process. It's been a journey getting to where we are today. We're sitting right now between 70 and 75 clients. Um, we've kind of scaled down this year because again, our route density in check, things like that, but it's been a process. It's been a journey, uh, but it's been a fun one for sure. I, I wouldn't change, uh, I wouldn't change anything that's happened for sure. It's been a learning process all along. Awesome. I want you to talk to me like yeah. I am a, you know, brand new to the industry wanting to get started this spring or or maybe this winter if you're yeah, doing it off yeah. season. How would how should I decide what services to sell my first season? That could be up in the air. Uh, I think you need to do what you, what fits your market the best. So if you are crazy like me and started in the fall or the winter, then you can offer lighting installation, holiday lighting installation. That's something that we've taken on the past two years and we've hit it a little bit harder this year, plan to hit it a lot harder next year. Uh, we got our feet wet this year. So we're kind of coming to the very end of that. And I don't know when this episode is going to come out. It might be, we might be already past uh, this lighting window, but for next year, think about it. It could be a good service mm -hmm. to offer uh, heading into the spring in, in February, March, something like that, January, February, March, you want to start with your basic cleanups. If if you have nothing, go out and get a get a rake and a and a blower or, or a blower and a tarp and blow the leaves up on the tarp and, and haul the leaves away because some people are doing leaf cleanups in January and February. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that's a good way to get started. It's just super simple lawn cleanups. Something that can it, you don't have to have a lot of equipment. Now, would a lot of equipment make it easier? It would make it easier, but you don't have to have it to get started. Um, so that, that's something that I would start out. And then as soon as we hit the spring, man, go get a push mower, go get a blower, a handheld blower. You could have a good startup lawn care setup for less than 1500 bucks. If you did everything the right way, you could get a good push mower, a good handheld blower and a good string trimmer. And you could be good. That would get you started. If you had a Toyota Camry to put in the back of, then you could do it if you had to. Um, it's just all about what uh, what kind of dedication hustle you have and what drive you want to offer um, to the to your customers. And if they look at you and see, hey, man, this this kid wants to grow or this young man, or even if you're not young, if you're older, you're looking to change careers. 
it's still a good opportunity to go out and do this stuff. The opportunity is there. You just have to be willing to work for it and, and you have to take it and, and run with it as, as far as you, as far as you want to take it, it'll, it'll go. So yeah. um, services that's, I mean, it's just your basic stuff off offer spring cleanups. Um, you could offer aerations. If you know anything about that, I mean, it's your core aerations, put holes in the ground to help the ground breathe. That's something that is offered uh, very highly in the spring. Again, low barrier to entry. You can go to Home Depot and rent a walk-behind aerator for 50 bucks a day or something like that, and you charge $125, $150 per lot, and you get four or five of those in a day. Well, then you're you're doing pretty good. You're sitting six, seven, eight hundred dollars for a $50 machine, and, and so there are plenty of options. Uh, I would just say self-educate. That's a huge thing. Get on YouTube. Look at what other people are doing in the time of year in your market, and listen to podcasts like this one. Yeah. Are you in? Weed and fur? I'm not. I'm not in okay. weed control and fur. That is something that I've thought about it. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to go that route. It's just there's a lot of it's it's good for some people and for some people it's not. Um, yeah. It's I don't know. It's it's tough because you you got to be a pretty smart person. You got to know your your math. You got to know your chemicals. You got the, you have to got to pass the test if you're going to do it. Do it the right way. You'll pass all the all your state licenses and, and things like that because if you don't, you get caught. You'll be in big trouble. Um, you're supposed to have, we'll, we'll get into the licenses and all that later down the, down the show, but I, I'm not personally in it. No. Okay. Long answer there. No, 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 no problem. What we have said so far is yeah. kind of get into the low barrier to entry services that you can provide to start getting your feet wet, get some experience. I, I see a lot of guys make what I feel like is a mistake. You feel free to to disagree and tell me what you think here. You see a lot of guys who kind of jump in and they want to be everything to everyone. And so they just say yes to anything. And it's like, you mow my lawn. Can you trim my trees? Can you fix my back fence? I feel like people should focus in and kind of define what services they're going to offer and stick to that until it makes sense to expand. Do you think like say yes to everything at first and then bring it in? Or what, what do you what do you think there? There is a fine line between that, in my opinion. I think when you're in the very, very, very beginning, I don't know that I would say yes to everything. I think my service area would be a little bigger, um, but I wouldn't say yes to everything. I think my service offerings would still be pretty small. I would do things I'm comfortable with because it's you've heard the saying, everyone's heard the saying, jack of all trades, master of none. And so if you're trying to do 10 different things, well, you're going to be four and fives of, of all of those instead of eight, nine, tens of two or three of those. So if you're comfortable doing certain things, then yeah. But if you're trying to figure out new things, I would say stick two or three uh, really profitable services as you get started and do that. That's that's what I would do in my opinion. Like I said, everyone's different. Some people are, if you're looking to scale a, a million dollar company and you're wanting to do it very quickly, then yeah, you're going to need to expand your service offerings. You need to turn into a more of a property maintenance uh, as a whole type uh, business. So um, it just depends on the kind of business model you're trying to build and, and what you want to do in your future. But for me, in the very beginning, I would try to stick to two or three really profitable services and, and be the best at them that I could be. Yeah, we have like your regular maintenance. We have cleanups. What what was that third thing for you? Uh, the third thing for me was mulch installation and pine straw installation. So down here in the south, we use pine straw a lot. And I'm working more and more to get everybody on the mulch gang, but most people down here use pine straw. It's, it's so weird. Uh, do anybody out there use pine straw? 
it is i feel like less common in dallas but in yeah. the suburbs of houston where i grew up you see it a lot yeah yeah so it's uh, guys up north all my guys up north midwest uh, things like that they look at me like i'm crazy uh putting that stuff out they're like we get paid to take to pick that up but uh no <laughs> we get we get paid pretty good to put it down so that's one thing that we started doing because it, it's like i said low barrier to entry you you you're not going to be a professional in the very beginning your first 10 1500 bells of pine straw that you spread you're not going to be professional but you work and you get better at it and then you you master that service and then you can expand into another service so that was that was probably our third uh, we started mowing we started just general cleanups with leaves and things like that and then when spring hit we uh mulch pine straw and shrub trimming as well that was another one running right out of the gate do we need a business license do we need insurance what what do you think yeah it's a good question it's something that again a lot of people it, it, it's so this depends on you and your personal beliefs and and what you want <laughs> how you want to take things i think here your on this show tolerance yeah your risk <laughs> tolerance i'm gonna tell you i think cody would probably tell you the same thing if he was advising you at all you need to get your licenses and do it right from the beginning yeah. because you don't want to get caught with your pants down and i've i've been that person i've been in a local city around us and not had a business license Luckily, I've never gotten fined. They've just always warned me. So, again, it comes down to your risk tolerance. If you're in the very beginning and you have $0 to get a license, well, no. I mean, I, I don't know. Go go get your first job. Sell your first jobs. But as soon as you make that money, then go get it. If somebody does come after you, we'll just say, you you didn't have the money, go get it. You're going to go get it as soon as you're as soon as you're done with this job. That, that happens around us. I've had multiple people that's happened to where the, it's a detailing company that, I, I, that I'm friends with. He was working in a city near us. And... He didn't have a business license to work in that area. And he was like, I'll go get one as soon as this job's over. And so as long as you act like if you if you don't have the ability to go get one in the beginning, if you're straight up with a person who comes out to you and say, I, I didn't have the money, I, I, as soon as I take, finish this job, I'm going to take it and go get one, then then you could do it that way. And most people with, with any heart would let you off. But no, I, I would say get business licenses from, uh, from the very beginning. Now, every mun municipality is different. Here, we're supposed to have one in every city we work in. Um, in the very beginning, I would say you get one in the city you do the most work in. If you live in, for us, it's Trustville. If you live in Trustville, that's where, I, and that's where you want your work to be. I would say you get one there and at least you have one there. If you don't have one in every other city surrounding you, cause we have five cities connecting us. So we could, I mean, that, that you could end up six, seven, $800 very easily out of the gate. If you went and got one out of all those, and you don't even know if you're going to get work in those cities yet. Yeah. So I would say sell the work, get the work booked first, and then go to the licenses after that. But do not wait around and don't hesitate um, for that. Insurance, um, that's another ball game. Insurance you have from day one. There, you don't do a job without insurance. If you're selling work, you have insurance. Um, it, it liability is so cheap, like it's not even funny. I have a million dollar policy, and I think it's less than a thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. So 120 bucks a month for a million dollar liability policy. If you're in the very beginning, you have no overhead, you have no equipment, you have nothing like that to really insure other than yourself, you might not even need a million dollars. So you could get $500,000 and it could be very, very reasonable. Um, but no, I would say insurance is a must. A business, insurance is more important than business licenses in the beginning, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, when you look like a, this is not, I don't, I don't want to defend anybody, but we're just, we're just shooting straight from the hip here. If you're in the very beginning and you look like you're a quote unquote chuck in the truck guy, People are going to ask you, are you licensed and insured? You're, you need to be able to honestly answer them and tell them, yes, I am. Um, mm -hmm. So I would say do those things in the very beginning because you'll lose jobs. And if you want to get into commercial work, that's the first question in the first email is, 
send us proof of insurance and and uh, proof of uh, licensing in the in the city you're working in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that in the grand scheme of things, it's not. Neither of those things are going to be very expensive as a startup cost. Exactly. And so it's just not worth the the risk that you know your first hire goes out and you know cuts his foot off. Okay, so we've talked about you need to have these things. Those are costs you can't set. You you know beyond like shopping your insurance policy a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then what I do want to talk about is like how can we do this on the cheap while not like screwing ourselves over you know, not buying the, the cheapest mower at Home Depot or whatever, but yeah, yeah. How, how can we get into business as, as quickly and, and cheaply as possible? I would say get on Facebook marketplace. Uh, that would be mm. my first place to go to. I would look yeah. for some really good used equipment if you could find it. It, and it goes back to your drive and your hustle and what you, what you're going to give to the business. Everybody's different on taking on debt. Everyone has a different opinion on that. For me, I'm a believer in I'll use debt to on things that will generate me income. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to go use debt to buy a boat and to go party <laughs> on the lake on the weekends, but I'll use debt to go buy a, a piece of equipment that is going to generate me income. So yeah. in my case, I was in this case in the very beginning. I, I needed the right equipment. I needed a commercial mower to start my business. I didn't want to start with a residential. We had properties that were too large. The residential just wouldn't cut it. So I needed a commercial mower. Well, I went to John Deere. That's the type of brand. That's the mowers we use here. And uh, I went to John, my John Deere dealer and said, what do you got? Show me what they had. And it was 0% interest financing for 60 months. So it's like, how do you turn that down? It's it's almost mm -hmm. free money, essentially, for a really good piece of equipment. So I paid them, paid them, I don't know, 200 bucks a month, 225 bucks a month or something like that. Zero interest. And I got a really good piece of equipment out of it. So yeah. um, your, your big mowers like that, to me... You're generating equipment. If you have the hustle, you have the drive, you know you're going to stay with the business, then that's not a bad option. But if you're like, oh, up in the air, flaky, I don't know if I want to stay with this. I don't know if this business is going to be for me. I just want to give it a try. Then I would say get on Facebook Marketplace, get up, go to Home Depot, buy a $200 mower, push mower, buy a $250 push mower, and, and just find something to get the job done, um, essentially. It's, you don't want to start with the cheapest, but if you're like just dancing around, you don't know if it's going to be for you or not then you don't want to get tied up in a ten or $15,000 commercial lawnmower either. And yeah. so, and, 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 but even if you don't go get a $15,000 commercial mower, all these brands, Toro, Xmark, John Deere, they all have residential grade mowers as well for much lower, much lower entry level uh, as, as far as cost goes. So you can go finance a $5,000 mower if you need to or something. So you're not, like I said, 15 grand deep into it. But there are plenty of options out there. Handheld equipment. Again, research, just do what you think works best for you. In some areas, battery power has come on. And uh, battery power, it isn't necessarily cheaper if you buy really good battery power. It's not that much cheaper, but it's, it's quiet. You don't have fuel expenses, so it depends on your area if that's that's good for you or not. Uh, I would not. I would try to stick to some some big-name brands for, for handheld stuff. You just don't want to go buy cheap. $150 string trimmer and then two weeks later it breaks. So go spend yeah. the extra $150 and buy a good one and it lasts you three to five years. That's my take on equipment. I don't know. Everybody's got a different opinion on it. Everybody looks at debt versus no debt differently. I don't even know what your take on that is. It's just a personal everybody takes it in their own in their own way, shape, and form. So it's just whatever, whatever for, works for you in your situation. Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing with business debt, especially like a zero percent sort of thing, which is maybe harder to come by now, 
yeah is yeah. like make sure that you're not buying more than you would buy exactly the, that is a good the credit the dave ramsey stuff can be very helpful if you yep. are like you need to go to rehab for overspending but i think that there's a lot of people who then view that as like a universal principle that is kind of like you know if you have a problem with drinking you might need to never drink again and that's yeah. fine but like i can have a couple beers at a baseball game and not uh you know coming on my whole life away yeah and so it's the same thing there where it's like no debt can be a tool to grow your business just like you were saying yeah and i think that we shouldn't throw out the baby with the bathwater. um make sure that mm. we're using that tool leveraging it when it's appropriate um yeah yeah, my, my take on Dave, I love Dave Ramsey. I love his principles. I think he helps a lot of people every single day. My take on Dave Ramsey, what I've said from the, the last couple of years is he helps people get out of debt. He doesn't help people get rich. My quote, I guess you could say for him is, is you will you get rich long run? I guess, yeah, but it's going to take you 60 years to get rich. I, I want to be rich in 10 years, so yeah. I'm going to use things. I'd, I'd like to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want to buy a house before I'm 50. Um, so mm -hmm. And I'm not paying cash for my house. I'm gonna I'm gonna leverage things to help me further my life in a in a quicker manner. So take everything and, and, and apply it to your situation and your um particular area of life. Apparently, this is the series where I'm coming with all the hot takes because last episode I was talking a lot about the like rise and grind hustle culture. Yeah. Uh being like bad for your <laughs> your physical and mental health. <laughs> um and this week I'm coming for Dave Ramsey. Let's talk a little bit about pricing coming out the gate we have a separate video that i referred people to last week just kind of explaining the basic formula of like figuring out man hours times a rate equals your price what is your like pricing philosophy uh lawn care it's the same it's the same setup i would say you need to go look at that video whatever you whatever you put out there i'm sure is good and so i would say go check out that video um because you need to have your man hour rate from day one that's something that i didn't have when i started yeah. Um, it's, we just, Oh, that'll take us 30 minutes. Let's charge them 50 bucks. Like it, that's just what it was. It'll cost me $5 in gas for your 30 minutes and we'll be done. But like, I had no clue what I was actually spending on that job. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's something that we were talking even off air. Like you need to have a CRM. You need to have something that's telling you a budgeting software is telling you what your overhead is per hour per day, how many hours you're going to be working. You got to figure out what that rate is you need to be making just to break even. And then you got to yeah. have profit on top of that. So, yeah, pricing from day one needs to be right. I would say if you think you're pricing low, raise it. If you think you're high, raise it a little more and, and get to the point and where some people are telling you no. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. If you are winning yep. 60, 70, 80% of the bids that you give out, you are pricing too low. Yeah, People are shopping it. And so you see people like I talked to uh, my friend Jacob Godar about this not that long ago you'll see people brag about their close rates. And I've done this too, where it was like, oh, wow, I've, you know, I've been on five phone calls today and four of them signed up. That means you're priced too low. Yeah, that's not a good uh, thing. <laughs> that is not good. You are, uh, you did not figure out the the cheat code to infinite money. So look into what's what's wrong in your pricing model if everyone is saying yes to you. And if you're getting told no, then adjust your prices down a little bit. If you're getting told no eight out of the 10 times, then you do maybe need to come down. You might be above market. That's I've yeah. ran into that a little bit with Christmas light installs this year. We've probably sent out 30, 35 quotes in the past week. 
and we've gotten two or three of them. So like I'm, I'm too high for my market for where I'm at right now. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to charge too much. So I've had to adjust those and uh, knowing this has helped me next year, knowing next year that I, I can't come in as high because it's just not our, our market doesn't allow that right now. Um, but what you want to do in that situation is if it's too low, if you think you're charging not enough and, and people are still telling you no, then you go get on a forum or a Facebook group or a text chat or something with find all the other local business owners in your area and go eat dinner and say, Hey, we got to raise our prices because everyone <laughs> else is doing it for way too cheap. Like if I'm doing it for $25 and they're telling me no, cause somebody else is doing it for 20, then we got a big issue there. Um, so that's, that would be one thing. Just figure it out, figure out your man hour rate. You need to be charging the right rate from the beginning because you're missing out on money. If not every year after that, you need to be raising your rates. Um, you need to be charging the proper amount for, for what's happening in, in the country and in life inflation. Everyone's dealing with it. You can't absorb all that cost. So pass that on to your customer. But with um, a premium rate comes a premium product. So you got to remember that as well. What kind of clients would you look for as your first clients in the business? First clients in my business, uh, anyone. Anyone that'll give me money. <laughs> if it's my first, if it's my first, if it's my first month or two in business, if you're gonna write me a check or hand me cash or pay my credit card bill on my software then uh, I'll take you on. But mm -hmm. after that, moving, like I said, you want people that are going to pay you the right rates. You want people that aren't going to complain every five seconds. You want people that are going to abide by your rules. Um, as a business owner, you need to set that straight from the beginning. You don't let other people run your business. You run your business. And so people are, that shop on Amazon, they abide by Amazon's rules. If Amazon tells them they're going to access their credit card number to pay their bill, then they're going to say, okay, and they're going to click two-day shipping, and they're going to rush it order over, uh, over to them and they're going to pay the extra money and they're going to say, okay, they're going to buy by Amazon's rules. Amazon's the business. They're the consumer. So mm -hmm. if you are growing green landscapes or light beat, light speed, social agency, or, or whatever it is, you're the business owner, your customers buy, abide by your rules. And you have to set those from the beginning and stay strong in that because that also makes you look like an established business. If you come mm -hmm. in and saying, Oh yeah, Miss uh, Miss Betty. Then yeah, yeah. You sh you you don't offer. Uh, you don't give me checks. You don't. You only give me cash. Then yeah, that's fine. Uh, no, that's not the way you do it. You say we take checks or credit card only or whatever it is in your case, and you stick by that. Yeah. Um, that's just something you don't let people control your business. So I, I would just say, stay strong in that in the beginning. Find people that want to support you. People that want to help you grow. That's p our customers from the beginning. We still have customers that we started with four years ago. And they have faithfully supported us and, and helped us and watched our business grow. Find That's people awesome. that are going to be bought in and support you as you uh, as you grow and move along in your business. So I know you kind of you came into the business through like acquiring a business that you were yeah. already working in. Were you around for getting the the very first client in in that business? I was not. That business okay. is actually forty years old. So it's, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's been passed down like four generations. So I, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the. Uh, I guess I'm the one that took it and and kind of grew it the most. But yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been around for a while. So uh, it wasn't growing green landscapes, but it was it, it the business and some of the clientele. I've been here for a long time. Well, yeah, Jeremiah. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Absolutely, man. It's been an honor and a joy to come to you, uh, you and your audience. Thanks for, for allowing me. How long has this show been going? Uh, how long have y'all been doing this podcast? Um, Like a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How's everything going good? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear this episode. I'm glad yeah. that uh, it's cool to hear other people starting these podcasts and growing, uh, growing the industry together. It's something that 
I have a heart for giving back, helping people grow their businesses. I know you do as well. And so it's uh it's an honor to come to come share with you a little bit of my experience. Like I said, I don't have it all figured out. I'm still growing and learning every single day. But yeah. uh let's let's grow and learn together. So thanks, yeah. thanks so much for your time. Yeah. And speaking of learning and growing together, where can people find you online? Yeah. So we have you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff, uh, at Growing Green Landscapes. And then we have a podcast called the Growing Green Podcast. Um, that is where we talk on one one episode a week. We talk about uh, marriage, running running businesses together while you're married, because that's something that's tough. And, and there's a lot of stuff that goes into that behind the scenes. So we get into that, me and my wife do. And then two of our other shows, so we do three shows a week. Our other two shows are focused on business entrepreneurship, just uh, like stuff we talked about today, growing and trying to help each other move forward and and succeed in life and in business. Well, yeah. So we'll have a link in the description to Jeremiah's other stuff. Uh, you can yeah. click on through to that and and subscribe if you're not already. And then we'll we'll see you next week. Thanks, man.